آه آه واقعاً. You know, can I introduce what we're doing? Who the fuck are you? Welcome to another episode of Drag On and the Benet Adventures. We are gaming out again, mob style, hostile, a little uh, mafia role play. I know this is the role play that Dragon prefers, but this is the role play that we're doing. And uh, we're going to get crack a lock and back to back episodes as usual. You know, no breaks, no uh, no time in between, just consistent posting every day, you know? All right. Anything to say to our, our viewers, Dragon? Let's begin. All right, let's begin the episode. Fuck. Perfect. We'll use that. All right. You were 35 years old with 50 heat, respect of 21. Holy shit. With $8,962 in cash. You have a bunch of athletics. Your reputation is good. You start, you have a child. How much money I got? $8,962. Okay, bang. That was definitely a lot better than last time. All right. Where we last off, last left off. Wow, wow, wow. You're starting a contract killer work, pretty much. You're going to go kill a man named Zach Shores. He deserves it. His name's Zach. Zach Shores was a predictable, predictable man. He got up early, went to work at the real estate office, drove around town meeting clients at houses, came back to the office a few hours, and then went home. You have three options. Go to his office, go to his house that night, or follow him for a few weeks to be sure that I knew his routine. Follow him. For a few weeks to know that his what his routine was? Yes, sir. All right, sir. The routine didn't change day after day. I saw him go to work and go home. The guy even worked through throughout the weekend. Something struck me as odd, though. I never saw him meet up with a mistress. I began to have some suspicion that things weren't quite right. I didn't see anything else strange about the situation. So should you go to his house that night or go to his office? His house. He lived in a small house in the city. I immediately saw that he was not alone. He had a wife and two little children. The door had a lock with a burger, a burger. Oh, Jesus. Burglar. Yep. Thank you. Alarm attached as well. It wasn't going to be easy. Tell four fingers that you weren't interested in doing the rest of the contract or you sneak into his house that night. Anyway, sneak in. My first hurdle hurdle was the alarm. It was a high end unit that would call the police at the first sign of a break in. You have two options. You can smash the window and move fast or give up. Smash the window. Smash the we're window. like, bro, like here's the thing. Like, we're already there. Like, we're all we're already there. The alarm erupted immediately as I ran up the stairs and into the bedroom. I saw Zach blinking at me stupidly and his wife looking around frantically beside him. I could hear the sounds of kids in the next room. Do you shoot him or do you leave him alone? Shoot him. He raised his hands to defend himself, but it was futile. I turned around and left and left as his, as his wife shrieked. Jeremy received word that the contract was complete and the mark was dead. Just like that. I became a professional hitman. I took my share of the contract and the West went to the line of the family. Little Skunky was walking and talking like the health three-year-old he was when things started, getting even more difficult than, than with Christine's parents. They was always hated, hated me, but now that I was showing up in the newspapers and on TV as a su- suspected member of the Gabagoo family, they felt they had solid reasons for making my life miserable. Yeah. You have three options about this. I didn't care what her parents thought about you. I tried not to let her parents' attitude affect our relationship, or I knew what made a good story, so I did the opposite. What? You know what made a good story, so you did the opposite. First option. 
I didn't care what her parents thought about me. Uh, no, the second one, like I tried I, to not make an effect. I, let her parents attitude affect our relationship. Yeah. It wasn't long enough. She was very, she was very family oriented and loved her parents. I shouldn't have been been too surprised when I came home one day to find her gone. She had packed up Skunky and left me. Her parents were probably very happy to see Christine leave me and move in with them. That bitch took Skunky. Nobody had forgotten about the counterfeiting incident. Everyone was still aware that we had a mole among us. The things the things came to head when I was 36 years old. In a rare break from his privacy and caution, Don DeLuca invited several us to go out for the afternoon on his yacht. It was a beautiful day when Jimmy, Dana, Freddie, Nelson, and myself met him at New Daria Docks. We were told to bring our swimwear and plenty of sunscreen. The first part of the trip was nice and relaxing. We drove the boat into the ocean, had a few drinks, and had a few laughs. But then everything changed. I noticed that both Don DeLuca and Four Fingers were holding their guns. When did you flip, Four Finger asked. I laughed it off and asked, flipped what? Or drew out your Glock or did nothing. First one. I laughed it off and asked, fl- asked flipped what? I was ignored as all my eyes went to Freddy, who was pulling out his gun. Things were happening fast. Three things. You do nothing. You try to jump between Freddy and Don DeLuca. Or you shoot Freddy in the face. Do nothing. Forefinger was quick to act, lifting his gun and shooting Freddy in the face. Two shots rang out. The location of the wound was deliberate, ensuring a closed casket funeral, considering where we were. I realized that there wouldn't be a body for a funeral anyway. The smoking gun flew from his hand as his head snapped back and his eyes stared up into the blue. The, su- the second gunshot origin became readily apparent as Don DeLuca clutched his chest with a surprised look on his face. He slumped to his knees, a blood, a blo- a blood poured from his- between his fingers. You have three options. You can search for any, you can try to help Don DeLuca, or you can do nothing. Help Don DeLuca. There was so much blood that I immediately realized that it was hopeless. Dana tore open Freddie's shirt, revealing that he was wearing a wire. All eyes turned to me, and then Don, De, Don DeLuca stopped breathing. I could tell from Four Fingers' eyes that he, pre, he appreciated my efforts, even though they, he had failed. Freddy's body was wrapped in plastic chains before being dumped overboard. Sure, you want me to say it? Yes, he was sleeping with the fishes. I could hardly believe that Freddy was the snitch. He retu- we returned to New Derry with the many questions for what it would mean for the Gabagoo family. To tell you the truth, everything fell into place rather quickly. The capitals got together and discussed the new Don, Don would be. It was a great piece of luck when the job fell to Fourfinger Nelson, the very man that had brought me into the organization. Since he was being raised, he had room for a new capo. You'll, get, you'll never guess who got the job. Yes. That was the day when I, ra- I was raised to capo of the Gabagoo family. Nice. First act of capo was to fill Freddy's position. Nice. You have two options. You can raise Digger Doug to become a made man or, ra- or raise Lisa the Hat to become a made woman. Doug. You always trust a man named Doug. Doug had been an associate for a long time and was very happy to be raised. We did the whole ceremony, which was similar to my own, but Don Harcott took the lead and I stood as capo. While we burned down the picture of the saint and pricked his finger with a dagger, I knew Lisa was disappointed. Although we had two open spots between myself getting bumped up and Freddie being removed, Don Harcott had plans for the other positions. The next order of business was to decide where my crew would operate. It had been a legitimate, legitimate business that would act as a good front to allow us to work together without notice. Now that Nelson was the Don, we sold Lucky Lanes, and the location of the new hangout spot was up to me. Okay. You can make a down payment on a nice restaurant. You can make a down payment on a butcher shop. 
or you can use a vet clinic. Restaurant, what the fuck? Made a down payment on a nice restaurant. It was a nice little place with a large back room. I put in a bar, a, bar, a pool table, and a sound system right away. The dining room and kitchen ran independently, but we still had access to the great food. Harold came back long too, mostly mixing us drinks in the back room and cleaning up after us. I named the place. Oh, I have a choice? Yes, sir. Uh, hmm. DeLuca's. No, fuck no. Uh, I would have named after Don, you know, bro? Come on now. Yeah, but how many restaurants are called DeLuca's? True. Uh, uh, I'm trying, I'm trying to figure out a good one for this. Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, it's going to piss you off when you try to read it. Nova Caffoli. Nova Caffoli's? Yeah, Nova Caffoli's. Caffoli's kit. Shout out Jacob. <laughs> Just got it. No fuck Caffoli's. Taylor was very excited about my new promotion. I think she felt that it meant that I would suggest she get made. I was still the Don that was still the Don's decision. And unfortunately for Taylor, Don Harcott hated her. Although Taylor was my friend, I had to agree with Fourfinger. Taylor was a loose cannon, not suitable to get a button. Janice and Daniel came to New Daria for Don DeLuca's funeral. I was surprised when I was invited to Laura's office afterwards. I didn't know Terrence DeLuca very well, but I had been mentioned in the will. Janice was red-eyed from crying, but Daniel was well-composed. My surprise must have been registered in my face when I was given $2,000 worth of art, investments, and personal items. I was just one of the many people who inherited gifts, but my gifts were nicer than many of the others. I'd helped the old Don, and he was rewarding me from beyond the grave. I couldn't help but notice how angry Daniel got each time my name was mentioned. Who? Daniel, his son. Oh, my God. My life as a couple of the Gabuku family was dominated with one, with resounding need, money. I needed to make sure my crew was earning enough to scratch for me to send up to Don Harcott. It made me look at the men and women who worked for me in a new light. Although friendships were nice, it was their earning ability that really mattered. On a regular right. basis, a representative from the Don would arrive looking for his money. It didn't matter where it came from. He wanted his taste. Mm -hmm. Were you sometimes short or did you pay regularly? Right? Did you pay on time? Which you need three. Pay on time. You pay on time. Okay. Yeah. I'm a good guy. I, cons I consistently made my payments in the early days, dipping into my own money, money where needed. Fuck. I was suddenly very nosy and interested in what everyone else was doing. I had to be. I was responsible for their earnings. Would you like to meet with Jimmy, Dana, Doug, or, Har or Don Harcott? Uh, meet with Dana. Dana was one of the toughest members of the crew. She didn't take my crap from anybody. She was a good earner. She was well-established and had a large number of business paying her tribute. Unfortunately, her temper sometimes got the better of her. Right. She would hurt someone so bad that he couldn't do their job and in turn couldn't pay her tribute. It became a vicious right. circle that ended with no money for anybody. Right. Two options. You don't give her any advice or told her to take it easy on people. Don't give her advice. Don't give her advice. She knew what she was doing and the money came in as always did. She was a menace to society, but at least she was <laughs> she was my menace. 
that girl bad news. Who would you like to meet now? Uh, Doug. Dougie. Although Doug had been an associate longer than I had been, he had only recently been made. That meant that he wasn't earning as much money as the others in crew. We spoke about business at his small house, trying to figure out how to increase his money flow. I could tell that he was nervous about earning enough money for the family. So would you like to, would you like to give a special help to Doug? Oh, of course. Would you like to give him a protection racket, a drug racket, or a bookie? Give him a protection racket. I gave Doug one of the businesses under my protection. It was a kind thing to do. The business had been with me a long time, and the owner knew how it worked. Doug was happy to get a good start. He had some other businesses, but this made things easier when it came to send money up to me. Mm-hmm. Who would you like to meet with now, Jimmy or Don Harcott? Jimmy. I was estranged to be back at Wilma's once more. The last time I was there was when I was just an associate getting my orders from Jimmy. Now I was the captain giving Jimmy the orders. He seemed to be good with the arrangement, despite the fact that he'd been working with the family longer than I had. He was a great earner, and there was very little I needed to do to keep him on track. Three things. Right. So did you suggest that he, would take, he take it easy now that I was capital? You told him to keep doing what he was doing or push him a little harder? Just, just, just keep going. Keep doing what he was doing. He, he was one of the top earners and I was saying when, if it ain't broke don't fix it he had a nice breakfast and chatted about the good old times mm-hmm. now you spoke to Don Harcott yeah since I was raised a cop when Freddie was dead he had two new positions to fill Doug filled one and I assumed that Lisa the hat would fill the other I have to admit it was pretty surprised by four fingers words Daniel DeLuca had been the black sheep of the family and there had been a huge fight between him and old Don it resulted in Don DeLuca saying that Daniel would never be allowed to return to the family while he was alive what I didn't know was that DeLuca felt terrible making that oath. He had made his couple's promise to open the books for Daniel and bring him back in the family after his death, along okay. with his wayward son, without having to break his word. This is why Daniel DeLuca was raised to a made man a few months after his father's death. Unfortunately for me, Daniel was put on my crew. Fuck. Daniel's first order of business was to bring all his Peruvian drug con- contracts to New Diaria. I can imagine how the old Don would be rolling over in his grave of- over this. Daniel was a sledgehammer with no subtlety to his actions. Yep. Privileged cunt. You have three things. Tell him not to sell any drugs in New Daria. Warn him to be extremely cautious about his actions. Or, my own drug businesses were doing well, so I helped him settle in. <sighs> I can understand why Helping him would be the smartest way because he doesn't like me. So help him. All right. The drug business was extremely profitable, so I wasn't worried that he'd step on each other's toes. I showed him what I was doing and helped him with his own business. The good thing about drugs was that they were highly profitable. As long as Daniel stayed out of jail, he'd quickly be one of the top earners. Another issue that I had to deal with was family disputes. Usually it was easy to handle most of the time. It was just a matter of respecting the traditional terriers in Udaria. As a made man, I was safe from the from the most danger. Killing me would cause a war among the families that would leave hundreds dead and no profit for anyone. Even yeah. with that in mind, it still felt still felt when a rosy family limousine pulled up outside the restaurant and the driver asked me to get in. You have four options. Refuse to go in. Boldly go in. I, I told the man I'd fall in my own vehicle, or I tell the man I'd fall in my own vehicle, but I also brought Dana and Jimmy with me. Just go in. Boldly. 
I sat down in the backseat and let the man drive me across town. It was likely being reckless, but the difference between bravery and foolishness was a fine line to tread. We pulled up outside of a small Italian restaurant and the driver opened the door for me. I walked in and was seated across Enzo Rossi himself. I was surprised to be speaking to the head of the Rossi family, but I kept my cool. Let me cut straight to the chase, Enzo said with an angry expression on his face. He pulled a cloth napkin off the table and revealed a large, ungainly assault rifle underneath it. I calculated my chances of survival if Enzo pulled the trigger. It didn't look good. Two things. You can pull out your Glock 45 and begin shooting right there, or wait to see what Enzo was going to do. Wait. The Smirnoff family has always been in the arms market, but they're gone too far. They're have, they have Those heavy assault weapons they're selling to every small-time crook in the city is causing problems. The last thing we need is a big federal crackdown. They've got a big shipment coming in. Will you help us send them a message? Agree. Decline and infirm, infirm the Smirnoff family with the Rossi family's planning. Tell them to deal with his own problems or decline politely. Decline politely. The last thing I needed was to have the Smirnoff family upset with us. Enzo was understanding, very pleasant. I stayed and had a nice meal at his restaurant on, it, on him before returning to Novakoffley's. Novakoffley's. A few days later, something odd happened. It was a complete fluke. I'd forgotten my sunglasses and my Mustang and returned almost immediately to get them. There was someone inside. I drew my Glock and I approached it cautiously. It was Alex. He was already getting out and walked quickly down the street, one hand on his ear and the other holding a bunch of wires. I looked around and saw a woman pushing a stroller. Suddenly looked away. Her lips moved quickly. Another fed. I knew I was being watched, but I, could, I wasn't certain that Alex had been doing it in my car. Oh, yeah, the Fed. Yeah, right. Yeah. I really wish I had no. It likely would have been saved me a lot of hassle and difficulty later on. I should have realized that FBI would have been enough for me to get a warrant to start bugging my small apartment in Mustang. It never right. seemed to end. Day by day, week by week, month by month, the money had to roll in. A su successful capital could sit back and let his crew earn him a good living. But until things were running smoothly, I was always running the risk of being short on my, crew, on my payments. The crew. Jimmy earned required amount. Dana was short 2000 Doug and Daniel earned the required amount. Rest of the crew, short 3000 That meant I owed 5000 It was a lot. It made me wonder if I shouldn't have told Dana to take it easy. The money for my various businesses were continually providing me with a comfortable lifestyle, but I had to find the balance between a good life and a happy boss. I went over my finances to see what extra money I had for the current tribute. 400 for my protection and extortion rackets, 900 for my drug rackets, 300 for my bookies, 100 for land sharking. That's $1,700. And 900 for my drug, drug rackets. It's not really much for a racket, but... Did you, not, did you not pay the full amount, or did you pay the full amount? You have enough to make the full payments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don Harcott and the rest of the family was happy with my work. It's out of our hands, Nelson told me one day. We spent a long time together in meetings since he had become boss and I became capo. Often it was business talk, deciding who was earning well enough and which members of the crew needed encouragement. Today, we had news that left me speechless. Hiroto Yamaguchi, Gachi? Gucci. That's Gucci. A Sato Go family Gucci. member had become boss of the family. Normally, they wouldn't have meant anything since one boss was much the same as another. But the moment I saw a picture of him, I saw the problem. He looked eerily similar to the man that Taylor had killed all those years ago. It's his brother, and he wants Taylor dead for killing a made man, Fourfinger said. I thought it was all uh. cleaned up years ago, I said. Can they do this? Unfortunately, yes, Nelson said. A new boss, new rules. Taylor killed him, and now they want her dead. She broke the code. If we don't give her up, we'll all have four families coming after us. You can respond in three ways. Okay, but if she has to go down, I want to be the one to do it. Okay, but I don't want to hear about it. 
or this is bullshit. I say we kill Hiroto instead. I'll take care of it. You're the one who wants to do it? Yeah, I'll do it. It's my problem. Nelson's eyes showed great amazement at my words. It would take a hard man to kill his best friend, if that's how you want it. Yeah, you have two options. Friend. Spend several weeks planning how to do it, or dro- drove Taylor out into a rough neighborhood and shot her. Okay, yeah, give me a couple weeks, man. Fuck. Spend several weeks planning how to do it. I don't know how Taylor found out, but the fact that she simply skipped town and didn't come after me showed how loyal she was. Don Harcutt was furious, but we believed that me when I said that I didn't know how Taylor found out about the intended hit. My line of work meant that I spent a lot of time in that, so she kind of just dipped town. Okay. My line of work meant that I spent a lot of time in nightclubs. It was a good place to discuss business since it was full of noise and lots hey, of people. Hey, there we go. People went there. Unfortunately, this meant that we sometimes had trouble with people who had nothing to do with us. This was the case one Saturday night when we had completed a meeting and I was just about to leave when some drunk guy walked right into Doug. This shouldn't have been a big deal except that he just stood there and said nothing. You owe me a drink, the drunk said, slapping Doug's face to get his attention. You listening to me? This was going too far. This is where most of my crew would have beat the crap out of the drunk. Unfortunately, Doug said nothing. I could see him shaking from where I was. He was scared of the drunk man. To make murders worse, everyone was now watching the altercation. You have five options. Say nothing, not wanting to undermine Doug in front of everyone. Beat the crap out of the drunk man. Try to persuade the drunk man to go away. Insult the drunk. or, Or nod to Dana and Jimmy to deal with it. Insult the drunk. I was able to insult him in such a way that he became the butt of the joke without making him angry enough to fight. New Daria was always changing. Old buildings came down and new buildings went up. Each time this happened, many opportunities were created, like the time that the Sunshine, the Sunshine Mall was built. It was a multi-million dollar project involving dozens of businesses with a lot of money to be made from each. Doug came to me first about it. He wanted to use my influence to get put on the planning committee so we could have our fingers in all the pies at once. It was a great idea. Unfortunately, Dana and Jimmy disagreed. They felt that Doug was still too inexperienced and that one of them would be better suited for the position. Absolutely right. Agreed Agree and decide to go with Dana. Agree and decide to go with Jimmy. Go in a completely different direction, getting Daniel involved instead. Or, although Dana or Jimmy might do a better job, Doug came to me first, so I went with him. Jimmy, Jimmy, and I'm, I, I want to explain to the viewers why. Okay, you Doug is a put. Doug is a pussy. Yeah. Right, yep. Daniel. I was already nice with you. I, I, I showed. I gave you advice. No, no, no. We're, we're already a good relationship. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to brown nose. Dana was short on the last payment. Mm. So why would I reward her? Mm. Jimmy has been keeping solid. So we're going to go with Jimmy. Jimmy, okay. Although Doug showed me the respect that deserved to least in my face, I could tell him that he was not happy. It had been as his idea from the top. Instead of dealing with each new business owner eventually, Dana didn't like my choice either, since she wanted a lucrative position for herself. Doug relationship minus 25, Jimmy relationship plus 20, Dana relationship minus 15. Walker. The land had been purchased, but the demolishing hadn't begun. The plan themselves were still just putting together. The first job was to get Jimmy a position on the planning committee. It would include a city representative, legal counsel, business planners, investor representatives, and concerned citizens. That sounds pricey. Since you don't have 100% of citizen reputation, or 70 in finance, or 80 in intimidation, or 80 in perception, or 80 in persuasion, you yeah, can find it. a way to get Jimmy onto the planning committee. Fuck. 
it was very frustrating. There was so much money to be made with this project and I was being blocked from the very beginning. I didn't give up, of course. Many of the meetings would be open to the public, so I made sure Jimmy would still be in attendance. It was good to have experienced person involved. Even though Jimmy didn't get the committee, he was quick to point out the flaws of every construction and demolition company that was recommended for the job. This started the ball rolling. Next, he, he bribed and scared the correct committee members until the contracts were meant to businesses that were represented. Paying tribute to our family had its benefits, and this was one of them. I'll never forget the day I got the terrifying, terrifying phone call from Christine. Skunky hadn't come home on the bus that afternoon. I drove to school and the teacher said they had seen his son get into a bus. A full night passed before the telephone came. It's time to take a holiday, old man, the voice said. And your crew is going to take a break with you. No business for three months and we'll bring, big, bring back your kid. I had no idea who would do such a thing. I couldn't imagine any of the families resorting to such a personal tactic. I had to admit it was extremely effective. If we stopped all our actions for three months, the other families would securely own a large part of our action. So you have three options. You have, you have no choice but to do as the man asked, ignore the man's demands, or call the police. Now, this is where you decide where your child, child uh, lies in your, in your, uh, your life. His name is fucking Skunky, man. Ignore it. <laughs> ignore it. You're going to ignore his man demands? Yeah, fine. I can always make a new one. Oh, my. We continue to work, but I kept hoping that they bring Skunky back or make another demand, but they never did. I'm all, I want to make it clear. These are not moral choices I'm making or my personal choices. I'm making what, what, um, what, uh, what's my fucking name? Fucking Benny One Nut. Benny One Nut would make, not Benny me. Christine left me with skunky gone Christine couldn't look me in the eyes without thinking of our loss it was the worst year of my life although it sent me a message to the kidnappers and to to anyone else who hoped to blackmail me I was cold hearted and determined the funeral for my little boy was well attended by everyone I was amazed that Christine didn't even come to the funeral the pain she was feeling must have been overwhelming for her not to have come it was one of the worst weeks of my life for better or worse life went on and things eventually went back to normal one of the biggest money-making sports in the country was mixed martial arts. In my parents' time, it was all about boxing. Las Vegas, crime capital of the world, quickly became the boxing capital of the world, too. But for my generation, boxing was an old man's sport. When I heard one of the big names in MMA wanted to host an event in New Daria, I knew I had to speak to. Vic Brown was the president of the company that had the man in charge. Do you want to have something to do with the MMA? Yes or no? Yes. Yes. I know who you are and I'd love to work with you, he said before I even had a chance to speak. I can't break into the markets in Japan or Mexico because of organizations like yours. I'm willing to play ball, but I'm a, bu- I'm a businessman. And if I can't turn a profit, I can't do it. Pedro Sanchez has offered me a great deal, he said, referring to the boss of the Martinez family. He has, con- he has contacts that can go and get into me in Mexico market. I'll pay my fair share to whoever's in charge, but you'll have to take it up with him. I didn't want to give up. A share of the new Daria events would be profitable, but I had nothing comparable to what Pedro was offering. Pedro, Pedro was offering. I knew I couldn't beat his deal. So should you speak with Pedro about getting on on the deal or respect the Martinez family's business dealings and walk away? Talk to Pedro. I was, I was, it was remarkable that I was even given a meeting with man. He was extremely cautious and had a small army of men guarding him. He was polite and courteous, but I had very little to offer him. Three things. You can ask him politely to let you on the action. You can demand that he lets you on the action. Or explain how you could help him using my knowledge of the industry of the time as there's a fighter in training. Third one. Fighter in training. 
I explained how I could help him with hired muscle protection from other criminals, protection from the police and city interference. I knew how things worked and I could really talk to, talk the talk. Pedro wasn't happy when he learned that I'd become a partner for the local MMA events, but since I'd convinced Vic of how much I was needed, he had no choice. A few months later, after a successful MMA event in New Daria, I found myself meeting Vic Brown again. He was happy with the outcome. The city had been very good in his company, and the event had been an enormous success. I was surprised when Pedro Sanchez walked into the office. He was obviously surprised to see me, too. I wasn't alone, of course, but Jimmy must have been in the bathroom since he arrived, when he arrived. Sure enough, I saw his eyes open wide when he stepped out and saw Pedro's lone guard standing next to us. You can walk out without speaking to Pedro, or you can congratulate Pedro on a great business deal. Congratulate him. We made a lot of money together. It was profitable for everyone. Our families worked together. There were laughs and smiles all around. Martini's family, Martinez family reputation plus 20. It was a gloomy fall day when everyone seemed to want my attention. Hey, Skip, Dana screwed me over, Jimmy said on the phone. You have, you have to talk some sense to Jimmy the carrot, Dana said when she arrived in my small apartment. Text me urgent, Daniel texted. Benny, one note. We need to sit down, Doug said as he got out of his car after Dana arrived. Hey, I arranged a formal meeting with the restaurant. Dana, Jimmy, Doug, and Dana were all there. I found out soon enough it was all about. It looked like Dana had heard about the big Rossi payout going to the new Daria Police Department. Jimmy and Daniel had intercepted the guy on his way to meeting. They'd taken a, a suitcase full of cash from him after exchanging a few punches. To make matters even more unclear, Doug was the one who knew where the Rossi men were going to be so the robbery could happen. You have seven options. All split it evenly. You could side with Dana. You could side with Jimmy and Daniel. You can side with Doug or decide to keep the majority of the money for yourself or made them give it back to the Rossi family or made them give it back to the police. Give it back to the Rossi's. Give the money back to the Rossi family. Obviously, they were furious with my decision, but this is the way I was. I was dealing with the big picture. Perhaps it will help them resolve their differences better in the future. Rossi's mm-hmm. plus 25, everyone else minus 15 reputation. Relationship. Fuck. The day of the Sunshine Mall's grand opening was very exciting. I saw all these new business owners setting up their displays and giving last-minute instructions to their employees. The way Jimmy strutted up and down the hall, you'd think he'd own the place. I was tickled over the lucrative construction contracts and was sure to be there was, there was even more money coming. The mall opened and the customers flooded in. Out of curiosity, I asked which businesses were giving the most trouble with the collection. I was aghast when he said that he wasn't collecting for many of them. He said that he was, he was planning to extract money from the entire mall at once through their lease payments. This wasn't how things were done. Intimidating the mall's investors and planning committee wasn't the same as getting each individual business owner. I could imagine the other families scooping up the business rackets one by one. Two options. You can secretly cross your fingers and let Jimmy continue with his risky plan or scramble to fix the error by offering protection to each owner. Scramble. Jimmy was furious, but I couldn't let such an opportunity slide through my fingers. I had everyone, entire crew in there making offers to everyone. I didn't care what he had other plans. The protection protection rackets was our bread and butter in the end. We got the majority of the business owners signed up into our to our crew and not to rival families. Jimmy relationship minus 30, protection rackets plus three. My life wasn't all business. I was a captain after all. And that meant that I was making a lot of money. Sure. I had a stress in my life, but I also had a lot of luxury. That meant when I went out, I was given full VIP treatment. The night was going well until I saw Daniel being escorted out of the club by a pair of bouncers. You can tell the bouncers to escort Daniel over to your table or say nothing. Let the bouncers kick Daniel out of the club. Bring Daniel over. He was a mess. Daniel flopped into the chair and sprawled across the armrest. I could smell the boost from across the table. He glanced up with bleary red eyes. You could say, Daniel, this has to stop. Or come on, Daniel, let's go get some coffee. Or have your associates slap some sense to him. 
Let's go get some coffee. I had to get my associate self and carry him out in the club before they went home for the night. We went to an all-night coffee shop and had them sit Daniel across from me. It took nearly an hour of coffee, water, and food before Daniel sobered up enough to speak. You could tell you have four options. Told him that he'd been one to save his ass concerning the drugs and the luggage. Discussed his drug business and how he could improve. Tell him to smarten up and start acting his age or else. Have a nice chat as we drank our coffee. First one. Tell him. I told him that I had been wanting to save his ass concerning the drugs and the luggage. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't easy to surprise Daniel, but this did it. His mouth dropped open and sputtered something un, unintelligible. He took a drink of his coffee and then smiled. Thanks, Benny. One nut. You really are a good man. <laughs> My side work as a hitman was going well. I filled a few contracts a year for a year and made good money for the family and for myself. The system was slick and polished. Anonymous phone number, a trusted assistant, confidential bank accounts. When Lisa the hat came up on the contract, I was surprised. But I was happy that it was a client and not a, not as a mark. The mark was a college boy named Brad. He looked like a good, good kid, high grades, rich parents, and a member of the college football team. You could fill the contract and never, and never told Lisa that I was an assassin or confront Lisa and ask why she wanted the boy dead. Front. Confront Lisa and ask why she wanted the boy dead. Lisa seemed surprised that I knew about the contract. She wasn't sorry for hiring her hitman, but she did seem embarrassed that she hadn't come to me with a problem. That little monster took advantage of my niece, she said. She goes to the same college. She drank too much, and he had his way to her. I want him dead. Do the contract for free. For, for, for free. Do the contract for free. Suggested a long prison sentence might be better, or complete the contract in a normal way. Do it for free. Do it for free. It was a very easy job. The boy never had a chance. I left his body in his dorm, riddled with bullets, and returned home. The police never knew about the rape, so there didn't seem to be any motive, no connection to me. Lisa seemed determined and satisfied when the job was done. It didn't take long for me to realize why Don DeLuca had so much trouble with his son. He was reckless, disrespectful, entirely unreliable. The one mixed blessing I had seen was a good earner. He had been pulling his weight. I could have been able to cut him loose. This all came to a head when my phone woke up in the middle of the night. Benny one nut, you better get over here right away, Jimmy said. When I got to the restaurant, I saw that only Daniel and Jimmy were there. Daniel was sitting on a chair, slumped forward with his head on his hands and, and his elbows on his knees. I could see the blood all over him. His hands looked like he had been dipped into them in red paint. His eyes were bloodshot and he had dark circles around them. What happened? I asked. He killed a fed, Jimmy replied for him. A half yeah, hour later, the three of us in a, ba- in a back alley behind a seedy looking bar. They told me the rest of the story on the driver drive over. Daniel said he had been messing with an FBI, FBI agent behind a bar. Nothing serious, just calling him names and joking around. Unfortunately, Daniel had been high and when he, he the agent had said something unflattering to him, he had him laid into him and his fists and boots. It was hard to believe that the bloody lump of rags in the alley had never had been a person. Since the body was still undisturbed, I assumed that the FBI agent had never chance to call for backup. I bent down and took up the corpse's wall. The FBI identification was clear as day. I hoped that it was just some random guy who had been on the wrong place at the wrong time. The name caused a tingle to run down my spine. It was Alex. To make the matters even more complicated, the body suddenly groined. Remarkably, he wasn't dead after all. You have four options. Place my hand over his mouth and nose until he stopped breathing. Drew the draw 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 the gun and shoot Daniel. Say this is your problem, not mine. Or say we're not messing with a Fed. He's going to the hospital. Oof. Can I call in a lifeline? Sure. What would Dragon do? 
in this situation, you, you have two options. This is where you're determining are you going to work with the feds or you're not going to work with the feds. Yeah. That is the lifeline I'm going to give you. Okay. So in what way would I work with the feds? Take them to the hospital? You will, you will put a bullet in Daniel. Or you take him to the hospital. This is the risky. This is the riskiest decision I've, I've made in 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 mafia so far. I'm gonna put a bullet in Daniel. I drew my gun and shot Daniel. Jimmy jumped back at the sight, but said nothing. I'd killed a made man. I should have spoken to Don Harcott first, but Daniel was dangerous to the entire family, and something needed to be done. Immediately, my Glock was very loud, and someone had probably already called 911, so we had to work quickly. We tidied up the scene, making sure the evidence of our presence was removed. It was going to be a strange scene for this authority, since the bullet wouldn't match Agent Alex's gun. Do you keep Daniel's murder a secret, or tell Don Harcott what happened? Tell the Don. I could tell Jimmy didn't like. I could tell Jimmy didn't make didn't like it. It made explaining the situation to Don Harcott much more difficult, since Jimmy said that he should have never gotten permission first in the end. Forefinger made things easier by retroactively giving me his blessing on the killing. He agreed that Daniel was a wild dog that'd be put down, but he was also very upset with how I handled the situation. Don Harcott relationship minus twenty five. Jimmy relationship minus twenty. And Gabagoo family relationship minus thirty. Alex spent nearly a month in the hospital from his wounds. Should you visit Alex in the hospital or, or say nothing to him? Visit. What do you want? Alex said when I walked in the hospital room. Get out of here, you scum. Do you turn around and walk out or, or proceed to explain what had happened? <sighs> proceed. Alex had trouble believing it at first, but eventually realized that everything I said was true. He thanked me for the mercy. The entire conversation was off the record, and I, I, I would deny it if pressed. Mm. Alex relationship plus 20 FYI reputation plus 30 yes. listen Benny one nut we have a strong case against all of you we're just gathering the last pieces turn in, turn informant please we can protect you when it all falls apart what yeah. this is a message from the FBI mm -hmm. are you are you turning into an informant fuck no no, I've made my choices and my life is my own. I know didn't I know Alex didn't agree with my decision, but there was no way I could turn on my family. I didn't know at the time if Alex was telling the truth or not. The feds were always on cusp of laying into incidents. Jesus, it seemed sincere, but at the time it wasn't certain. My side work as a mafia hitman had been very profitable when I was a younger man. But as I've gotten older, I found myself having to reassure my clients that my advantage, my advancing age, wouldn't interfere with my ability to get the job done. I would have thought that my experience alone would have shown that I was good at my job. Eventually, I realized that a rival assassin was spreading rumors about me. They were saying that I was losing my touch. Yeah. Eh? Do you, should you agree with them and try from this line of work? Or your skills have improved with age, not deteriorated. Improved. You meet, you meet the requirements when needing 30 athletics and 30 perceptions, so that's good. I realized that I had to nip the rumor in the bud or I would stop getting from the most lucrative, lucrative contracts. It was surprisingly easy to learn that the gospel was the, the other top hitman in the area, a man named Riley Bremen. 
My decision was made even easier when I learned that he had been filling contracts with rival families. Unfortunately, he was a very squirrely man. It was probably due to his line of work, but he was extremely worried about his own safety and took many precautions against an attempt on his life. I knew that I needed the proper equipment to get the job done. You don't have the money to buy a sniper rifle, so you couldn't get a sniper rifle to do the job. You decided not to buy the rifle, which was the end of my career as a hitman. Fair enough. Without the needed equipment to do the job, I couldn't kill my rival or do many of the better jobs that I heard about. This made Riley's rumor gain a stronger hold, and soon I stopped getting the contracts. Unfortunately, that has signaled the end of my time as a professional hitman. The years continued to go by, and the money continued to flow through my hands. Don Harcourt always needed to distribute. I lived very comfortable in the rich, like the rich man I was. This is why the Don was so strict with the payments. I knew I was taking in the money. The question was, where was it? I remember when Dark, Don Harcourt informed me that I owed $13,000. Daniel's loss was problematic. I suggested that we open the books and raise Lisa, but Don Harcutt decided to make someone from a different crew instead. They left me shorthanded, which made me putting the money together even harder. Tribute owned 2000 The extra tribute was from construction and demolition companies involved in the Sunshine Mall with, with a great help to our crew. The tribute from the MMA events were steady. Vic Brown had a new show every year and made sure we got a regular part of the proceeds. That brought my total tribute still owed to 11000 It was a large sum of money, and I knew that Don Harcutt wouldn't accept any excuses. That number was burned into my brain as I scrambled to get the cash together. You have five options. Speak to the people who you lend money to. Count money from protection and rackets. Cash in on my drug operations. Collect money from the bookies. Or just stop gathering all the money I could. Uh, number one. Spoke to the person who I loaned money to. My shy business had been very prosperous over the years. A few points had constantly been sent up as tribute, but the rest was mine. I collected as much as I could. Gained $300. Fuck. Number two. Count money from protection rackets. I had been gathering the money from the protection rackets on a regular basis. They were good earners routinely paying me while I dealt with their problems. Gained 5000 Okay, that, that helps. Number three. Number three. I cashed in on my drug operations. The profit from the drug trade were excellent. I was constantly made a lot of money from trafficking illegal substances. 3600 Oh, let's go. Collect money from your bookies. My bookie was hardworking and the share of the process was excellent. Gained 1000 Okay. My so no what, show, what, is, what are we at, like nine? My no-show job as an assistant manager in the New Dairy uh, Area Lines International Freight Storage Department had constantly funneled all my illegal money back to, the, uh, back to me. The IRS was always very direct with its policies. It didn't care where your money... Made the money as long as you report your income and paid your taxes. Right. Should you pay which, which your taxes? Should you use your knowledge to taxes to try to legally recalculate your taxes or pay your taxes? It's another year, bro. You gotta pay your taxes, bro. Fuck, recalculate. Fuck it. My taxes are becoming complicated, but there were still a few things I could do. Instead of having to pay five thousand, I reduced my taxes down to four thousand five hundred sixty-three. Should you pay your taxes or not pay your taxes? <coughs> pay them. Pay my taxes. I was caught up on all my taxes, and the IRS had always respected me enough to uh, not audit me. It often made me wonder if they were throwing me down the drain. Since they never seemed to even look at my returns, but I've paid me anyway better than sorry. Just because I was getting older didn't mean I was slowing down. You have several options of what you can do, sir. Probably going to increase some skill. Go to the gym. Uh, watch the business news network. Watch these old detective shows. Talk about your aches and pains a lot. Drive, drive like a young person. Join the Golden Years Gun Club. Do some Tai Chi in the park. Spent a lot of time online. Played a lot of bridge. Or sat with the older, with the other older people and talked about life. The one about business. Business news network on television every day. I like the BNN. Was this because I was getting older? I don't think so. 
I knew a few young people who always enjoyed it. The ticker running along the bottom, the insightful comments. It was informative and entertaining. I couldn't help but, but to notice police and FBI agents everywhere I looked. They sat in their unmarked cars and they badly disguised flower company vans were permanently out parked outside my small my small apartment. Although Let's, uh, I, wrap it up uh, pretty soon, eh? Yeah, although I owed 1100 in tribute. I considered bribing more police officers since I had $7,999 in cash. How, how much did I owe? $1,100. To, to, to Don Harcott? Yep. Sorry, 11000 11, Not $1,100. 11, Fuck! Sorry, my boy. Bro, that's a big difference, man. Ah, it's only about $3,000. Oh. Should you bribe three more police officers, two more police officers, one more police officer, or don't hire any, or don't hire any more police officers? Bribe one more. Bribe one more. The new officer went into my payroll and immediately began feeding me tips. With my line at work, it was impossible to get not to get attention to the authorities. The officer working for me had their hands full trying to keep the heat off me. I longed for the day when I could retire and the tribute would be sent to me without the stress of earning. But for now, Don Harcutt demanded his money. Should you should you send the I send some of the money to Don Harcutt? Sell your Mustang, sell your Glock. Or didn't pay the full amount. Okay, sell sell. Okay, give him some of it. Send some of the money to Don Harcott. Okay, no, sorry. Okay, give some of it to him. Sell all my shit. Or what was the last one? It was pretty much sell your your gun and your thing, or don't pay the full amount. Fuck. Everything's winding down, Dragon. Uh, fuck off. Not my car, man. No, I can't do it, man. I can't do it, man. Just tell, just bro, tell him I'll get back to you. Didn't pay the full amount on time. Yep. It was time to pay the piper. I could tell that Don Harcutt's patient wasn't at end. He wanted his 11000 11, My crew was earning, so the question was, where was the money? Rumors was I was holding out to begin out there beginning to circulate. They didn't knock. The door to my bedroom was bashed open, and Don Harcutt walked in with Dana, Jimmy, and Doug. I had $6,999, so I paid any amount from between one and 6999 5000 5000 I handed over some of what I owed, 5000 Do you have anything else? Don Harcourt asked. You can shake your head, not willing to part with the last of my cash, or say, take whatever you need. Take it, fuck. Take whatever you need. This isn't personal, Don Harcourt said with a shrug. This is business. I lay in bed as Dana pointed her gun at me and watched helplessly as Jimmy and Doug ransacked my place. They took every dollar I had, but it still wasn't enough. Their search turned up for no money, but they still wasn't enough. My Glock 45 was sold for 500. They weren't going to leave me defenseless. They handed me a cheap Cobra 38 semi-automatic, one of the cheapest guns you could get. I'm sorry I had to come to this, Don Harcutt said, before he and the others left. It wasn't just the money. It was that they thought I was holding back tribute and double-crossing their family. I couldn't forget the way Forefinger and the others had treated me. Dangerous thoughts went through my head. You have four options. Decide to call Alex and turn informant. Decide to seek my revenge against Don Harcourt and try to kill him first. Decide to run. 
or despite these thoughts, you did nothing. Dragon. Yes. This feels this feels like we're nearing the end of the road. Yeah. All I'm going to say is this, and I really hope you you click the right answer here. Don Harcott, I see you, eh? Uh-huh, so we're, we're going to go kill him. Yep. Decided to seek my friends against Don Harcott and try to kill him first. I couldn't, it, it wouldn't be easy. There were always people looking to kill, kill the boss of the family. My biggest advantage was the fact that I was a capo. Hopefully, I could catch him off, uh, off guard. Dangerous thoughts went through my mind. Because I, I didn't have the certain... <laughs> you, you couldn't kill the, the Dawn because you didn't have any high uh, skills on anything. Okay. So you have three options. Decide to run, do nothing, or decide to call Alex and turn informant. Do nothing. And that is where we'll leave it off. Okay. Fuck! Oh. <sighs> I miss you, Skunky. Well, that was uh, that started off really good and ended really bad. <laughs> Jesus Christ! All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning into uh, the the fall of Betty One Nut. But uh, we'll be back uh, next uh, next episode, and hopefully, I put a bolt through that motherfucker's head. All right. Just letting you know, turning to foreman is literally it's not even the last option. It's not an option. Fair enough. I can't do it. But uh, thank you, Dragon. And uh, we'll catch you guys next episode. Fuck, that's a lot to deal with. I heard. <laughs> Man, man's a rad attacked my, my crib buzz. All right. Wow. All right. Well, peace out, y'all, and you have a good one.